this thing on? <laughs> oh, hey, fancy meeting you here. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, all right, before I begin, let me tell you right off the bat that if you're in a car and there's children, if you're in the living room, basement or kitchen and there's children, or if you're trying to get right with the Lord and profanity was one of the things you promised him you were going to remove from your life so you could claim your seat next to him in his heavenly chambers, you should skip this entire episode. So, uh, get yourself right, get yourself good. I'll give you a minute and uh, I'll see you in a second. All right, we good? Cool. Then let's jump right into the episode. And it's called, This Fuck Ain't Free. Having fucks versus giving them. <laughs> so I told y'all in episode one that sometimes I'm going to say some dumb shit. And sometimes I'm going to hiss, you know, spit some hot bars that illuminate the situation. Um, in this episode... I'm going to do both at the same time. But how, Sway? You'll see. But first, let me provide my definition of a fuck. My fucks represent my interest, my care, my worries, my congratulations, my love, my friendship, my willingness to do business, my willingness to listen or not listen, my willingness to go out of my way for someone else. My fucks represent the processes that run through my mind in a split second or over a length of time to determine just about anything that has to do with someone else besides me, whether I know them or not, whether I love them or not, and whether they love or know me. I'm pretty sure this moment that you spend with me will be the most amount of time you've been willing to hear the word fuck and not hit someone or walk away. And just so you know, I'm not saying fuck for shock value. I'm using the word fuck to express value. Honestly, my hope is that just in the first few minutes of this episode that you've heard fuck already enough to not care about its history in your own life and you're open to receiving what it could be moving forward so with that being said wheels up let's go nobody has more fucks than me I have so many fucks that if I had a dollar for every fuck I had I could hire Jeff Bezos full time to sanitize, collect and color coordinate every skittle he found under my couch my fucks if they were tacos could feed the world I wake up with fucks I go on runs in the morning fueled by my fucks 
my fucks were people, we'd need another planet with just as much water so my fucks that were fish could move freely. And we would need another moon for the bravest of my fucks to go land on and put up the fuck flag. Yeah, I have that many fucks. But unlike past years in my life, nowadays I have them tucked far away in offshore accounts and I rarely pull from them. In life though, it's not hard to see that actually nobody gives a fuck. I don't mean that nobody cares. I mean that there's always a price to pay for any fuck you release into the world. So we're not giving them. We're actually selling them, exchanging them. The difference is in your expectations of an ROI, a return on your investment. When I was younger, I gave fucks away like they were under chairs on the Oprah Winfrey show. I thought that giving them was the return on my investment. It felt good, and that good feeling was the return. I, I thought that people would recognize my parade of fucks and cheer as I went by showering me with their own fucks, and together we would climax through this life, enjoying this orgy of mutual fuckery. Nah. When you're young, you need to give as many fucks as possible. And it's okay. I mean, you're never gonna know how many fucks is too many until you've given them all away and you find yourself alone in a fuckless silence with only the ghost of fucks past to haunt you. But that's necessary. There's no going around it, only through. And here's why. The only way to go around the issue of fucks is to not have any whatsoever to begin with. And people who truly have no fucks are called sociopaths. And sociopaths are frowned upon in general. Less so in politics and MAGA parades. But for the most part, they're frowned upon. So you don't want that. And that means... There's only one path forward, and that path is through. And the hitch is that the more fucks you have, the better life is. Why? Because caring about life, the world, and the people in it is the only way to have the best possible experiences while you're alive. If you can somehow believe that you're going to be okay regardless of what happens or just submit to the idea that whatever's going to happen to you is going to happen no matter what. So just roll with it. If you can truly believe those things, then you'll feel blessed every single day, even when the worst of what life has to offer bears down on you. The ability to feel anything at all is a blessing, but feeling is the gateway drug to giving full-on fucks. And that could be scary because humanity's road to receiving and nurturing fucks is paved with the smashed hearts of those who gave them. But fear not. Because I can tell you 
that the rewards for having fucks far outweigh the risks. And you'll notice I said having fucks, not necessarily giving them. We'll get to that part because there is a difference and it's important. But having fucks is incredible and it's what makes a human empathetic. And truly empathetic humans are the only way we're going to get out of here live. Once you stop thinking about yourself, your POV, your biases, your notions, and put your feet in someone else's shoes, it's not hard to understand the experiences of others and who they are or who they might be. And I'm saying this in a general sense because it's impossible to experience the nuances of other people's lives, no matter how empathetic you are. But having enough fucks on reserve to give a shit is usually enough. Having fucks is a kind of spiritual passport that allows you to travel anywhere without necessarily going anywhere. And the only price you pay is the time you put into attempting to understand others. Now, all this shit sounds nice in theory, but in practice, it's something very different. And you have to have a deep knowledge of self if your goal is to truly soak up as many experiences as possible. First example that comes to mind for me, the current state of racial, sociopolitical tensions in America. My feeling is that for the first time in American history, white Americans are being challenged on just about every front. And that's not something they're used to. Since the beginning of this country, they've dominated and controlled just about everything. And what they didn't have control over, they probably destroyed. Now, things are very different and the pendulum is definitely swinging in the other direction. And that means a lot of different things to different white people. For non-racist white folks, it means that even though they've moved through life being open, friendly, encouraging, loving, and supportive to everybody, regardless of skin color, they still have to bear the brunt of their ancestors in this moment. Because regardless of what they feel, regardless of their actions, they still have benefited from the bullshit of their ancestors. And the only path to the other side of this moment in history is giving enough fucks about themselves, their children, about others and others' children to honestly walk through that fire. Walking through that fire for them means a lot of listening, a lot of accepting, uh, a lot of rearranging of their deeply held beliefs to make way for new ones. And then, most importantly, taking 
those new beliefs back into their own world of whiteness and spreading the word. The most important act is action. Those folks I can empathize easier with because if they're doing the work, then it's clear that they're trying to move into a better future for all of us. And that's dope. But the other folks, the racist ones, they're harder to empathize with. In episode one, I told you that I'm okay with making fun of racist people. And I am. Reason being that adults aren't given the same amount of slack as children. They know better and are still racist. And Google has made it so anybody, regardless of color, who asks who, what, when, or how usually gets the side eye from me because the answers are always there if you care enough to look for them. But here's how I do empathize with them. I can put myself in their shoes. I imagine growing up hearing about the country I live in, dominated and controlled by wavy hair, racially ambiguous men and women with perfect nail beds. Everything we wanted, we got. Everything within this country was meant mostly for us. And although that was in the distant past, I was still benefiting from it. Of course, I didn't have slaves and had to work for the life I wanted. I still knew deep down that the police, the courts, the government, the banks, the schools, the entertainment industry, the churches still preferred my wavy kind over others. But within a lifetime, all that starts to change and not only are all those privileges slipping away, I'm also being called out and demonized for it. How dare you, sir? <laughs> okay, that's my short version of empathy for white racists in America in the year 2021. They're losing all their shit, being clowned publicly by the same folks their ancestors shit on. And all they have to look forward to is a future of learning how to compete while being the minority. Now, we got it down, we got that down pat. Black folks are the masters of this. So, if this is the new frontier and black folks already have it mastered, then who's left to figure that out? Right. They're scared as fuck, as they should be. So, although that's an extremely brief and hopefully entertaining summary of my feelings of empathy, even that little bit wouldn't be possible without having so many fucks inside of me that I actually withdrew just enough of them to think about their situation. That's more than they would ever do for us. But then again, I'm in no hurry to race them to the bottom. Now, let's talk about the giving of fucks. Now that we know we have them, what are we going to do with them? 
the irony of having them is that to have fucks is to give fucks. Hoarding fucks is impossible because the reasons for acquiring them are the same reasons you must release them. But releasing them can be tricky. I used to think that everybody, especially people who knew me, shared the same urge to give fucks that I did. And they do not. That's okay. The trick is matching their fucks enough to show mutual respect, but not giving so much that you're left feeling empty. It's like loaning money. Don't loan money you can't afford to lose. Loan money because you have it and someone you care for needs it. That's it. You give them the money, you wish them luck, and you walk away. Same goes for fucks. Be comfortable with the amount of fucks you give someone or to an issue, a group, or a community because there's always the chance that as you're sitting there waiting for your return fucks to arrive, you'll start to notice certain little things. You'll start to notice a bit of dust gathering on the bookshelf. Chips will go stale. Fingernails will grow. Then you'll cut them and they'll grow again. Hair may start to grow from your ears. The threat of looming thunderstorms will start with aches in your joints. You'll receive your AARP card in the mail. You'll start buying Tums in bulk from Costco. And then you'll notice that it's just easier to hold your teeth while you clean them. And then you'll die. The easiest way I know whether or not my fucks are worth giving is by how many people give me when it's unnecessary, when they don't need me for anything at all. And the only way to get to that point is by showing them that you have the fucks to give in the first place and by showing them it's actually an act of love. It doesn't have to be some deep love, just a slight, hardly noticeable act of love that only those who give a fuck will notice. When good things happen to my friends, I congratulate them. If they have a business, I support it as best I can. If that means just posting something on social media to promote it, that's still an act of love for me. Asking if someone is okay. Saying hello to a stranger when you pass them on an empty sidewalk. Replying to a text or a call promptly. Following through with plans and showing interest in what they're doing and offering your support. There's all kinds of ways that you can show someone that you give a fuck. But you have to understand that the fuck you give is gone. It doesn't mean that you know, I'm going to be low on fucks as a result. No, I have an abundance of fucks. What it means is that I've parted ways with those fucks. And I should just keep moving on with my life.
What you also need to do, though, is register those fucks in the department of fuckery in your mind and remember the fucks you give because they're valuable and whoever receives them will consider them valuable. But other times, your fucks may bounce right off of someone. But regardless of what happens, after your fucks are given, make sure you remember who they were given to. Because although I give them without the expectation of a return, I guess I do expect that whoever respects me and my fucks will show that my fucks were an investment by returning the favor. Thus, a true friendship based on respect and thoughtfulness is created. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've honestly never said, read, or spelled fuck so many times in my life, but it's an important subject to me because my fucks are part of my DNA, my humanity. My fucks, how I give them, and how I wish to be treated as a result of giving them gives people a solid sense of the standards by which I hold myself and whoever wants to ride with me. Um, so, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end it here. Uh, I've probably gone on long enough for this episode and I don't want it to feel like I'm fucking a dead horse. So, as usual, leave a comment, tell a friend, Give me your opinions. Follow me wherever the links may lead to. That is, if you give a fuck. I'm out. Be good.